it's podcast three here at Grease and Glamour Central. This is Mark Fierbacher, Aaron Kane, and Jay Lawrence. And we are here again today to talk about some more fun stuff uh, and try and relate it to cars in any way possible that we can think of. Uh, anyway, before we get started, real quick, some housekeeping. I am Mark Fierbacher, president of Universal Imports. Universal Imports sales and service of import cars for over 30 years here in Rochester, New York. Uh, visit us at universalimports.com. And now I am the proud founder, I guess you'll say, of the Grease and Glamour podcast. You are. And with Aaron and Jay, we are um, going to every week bring you a fun little podcast about things uh, that somehow and sometimes loosely relate to cars. And, and stuff that we think is good. It, yeah. <laughs> you, on the other hand, we don't know. We'll in, see. In <laughs> fact, before we rolled the mics, we were having this great conversation about Alexa and how, uh, in some ways, Alexa's quite good, and in other ways, Alexa's quite a pain. And Jay had mentioned that it would be great if we could just change Alexa's name because, you know what? I cannot believe how many movies I watch where there's someone named Alexa in it, and then Alexa comes to life and has well, to... Here's a little here's a little tidbit. There is code that they are supposed to run along with the TV in ways to actually say Alexa that it should not be triggering the devices. Well, it's not working oh, on okay. my it's TV. Not, never. <laughs> Ever. I don't have Alexa because I feel like I would just be saying it for everything. Well, you got to be careful because it does record you sometimes. And you don't even realize it. Then really? The, yeah, then all oh. of a sudden you play it back and I'm like, "Ooh." <laughs> Ooh, I'm glad my wife didn't hear that. Uh, big brothers everywhere. There's no getting around that, I think, at this point. So um, so we thought we'd do a little free form on this uh, podcast. So uh, our first podcast, if you haven't listened to it, is about cars and stars and cars that were in movies and famous cars and that sort of thing. Our second podcast was about navigation systems and which ones we think are the, you know, the best, not the best. And my um, brief history of navigations. Okay, just be careful when Mark says brief. <laughs> I'm just saying. I try. It's Do just history 101. <laughs> I try. 101 and maybe 201. <laughs> or 102. I don't know how's it go uh, in college. Well, could be 301. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, you know, we were talking about show notes for this episode. We we're like, hey, let's come up with some good stories, some good car stories. What are some good car stories out there? And uh, Jay calls me up and says, um, yeah, so I'm researching good car stories online, and none of these are appropriate to talk about in a podcast. <laughs> Absolutely zero of them. So I said, well, Jay, well, let's look. Let's. How about some car jokes? Yeah, even worse. <laughs> Yeah, I was already on hour two, and I'm like, wow, I cannot say that at all. <laughs> so as I as I was looking at as I was looking at stories to talk about, it dawned on me. I'm like, why in the world would I even look at stories? I'm in the car business, and I have so many stories that may only be funny and entertaining to me, but I'm gonna share it with the world here today. Perfect. I hope that you have anything funny to, to, to share as well so that I'm not the well, only I don't one. have any yeah. jokes, but maybe Aaron does. I, I found some jokes that are they're PG jokes, so I'll add those yeah. too, but I have a couple funny car stories too. Let's hear I, Aaron's jokes. I, I think we should, okay. yeah, let's kick right. it should let Aaron kick this one off. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, I'll, I'll just do a couple here. So why do chicken coops have two doors? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> 
Well, because if they had four doors, they'd be called the chicken sedan. Sedan, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I know that was Courtney. And that's Eric Kane, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm not a comedian. <laughs> Um, just so you know, we're trying to gain listeners on this podcast. <laughs> okay, so I, I didn't think it was one. that bad. I have another one that it, it's it's I think it's funny. Okay, so one day a blonde comes to a man's door and asks if he has any odd jobs. The man says, "I'll give you I'll give you fifty dollars to paint the porch out back." A blonde goes to work, and after thirty minutes, she comes back and tells the man she's done. Wow, that was fast. The man says. The blonde rep- replies, "Yes, I know, but that wasn't a porch; it was a Ferrari." Oh, oh. <laughs> the only yeah. thing that makes us telling that joke politically correct is that Aaron is. is she, black. I'm blonde, so I can say. <laughs> as as she's reading this, I'm thinking, "Yep, I'm not saying that joke." <laughs> nope. So for everybody out there, Aaron is blonde, and she's the one that said the blonde joke, and Jay and I didn't touch it. Nope. Nope. Actually, saw that and passed right over it and said, "We're not doing that one." So good on you. All right. I, I have a feeling we're going to get some uh, emails saying Aaron should stick to the news. <laughs> you got any others? That, Comedian. That was, that was all. That was all the jokes that I had. All right. Well, I they weren't. To they weren't too, too corny, bad. No, that was no, no. Good. Okay. I, that's good. They were good. It's something you could it tell got your started. kid at home. Yeah. 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 You know, laughing, smiling. <laughs> it's all good. So, uh, car stories. Oh my gosh, where to begin? Right. And I and I think what's cool about this podcast is I'm going to tell a story. You're going to tell a story. Aaron will tell a story. And then I think people, as they're listening, are going to think about their weird car stories, which would be pretty cool if they would share those with us. And we'll talk about them like maybe in the next podcast. Yeah, and we can give people shout outs. Yep, and maybe absolutely. if we get a good story, maybe we'll even do like a drawing or something. And uh, we'll um, I don't know. We'll come up with something. We'll do some balloonogram you can go, with car jokes. Well, free tickets to Aaron's stand-up at yeah. the Comedy Cellar. <laughs> yes. You're the only people there. <laughs> it's all right. Got to start somewhere, right? Have Have either one of you guys seen the show, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Yes, I love no. that show. That's a great show. It, it's really, really good. Really? If, yeah. Yeah, is funny. it sci-fi? No, no. it's not well, sci-fi. But it's it, not making my. You know, cut. it's a it's a show that is loose, very loosely based on, like the life of Joan Rivers. Um, so it's about a, you know, a young woman who discovers that she is a comedian and how she comes up through comedy in the 19, I guess it's like what, 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool. It's a good show. Really? Check it out. Netflix, yeah. Amazon. Uh, that it's is an, on, it's an Amazon show. It's on Amazon. Yes. Yeah. And who's in it that I, I really, really like is the guy from Monk. Um, oh yeah, Tony, Tony Shalhoub. Tony, oh, he's, he's really, great. really funny. He's yeah. very good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm stuck. I did say sci-fi, but I'm currently stuck on uh, a British show, Broadchurch, with David Tennant. Oh. It's a crime drama. Oh, okay, I'll three check seasons. That out. It's like um, a BBC show or something. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Hmm. And for me to say that because I am strictly sci-fi. Amazing. All right. Yeah, I, I like sci-fi stuff. Uh, we went and saw Venom the other night. That was pretty cool. Did you see Venom yet? No, I'll wait. All right. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers here. Yep, we're not here to talk about that stuff. Although, I can definitely put my geek hat on and talk about that kind of stuff all day long too. Yeah, maybe that's a show. Could be. Yeah, that's a. We just got to tie our, it to cars somehow, yeah. you know, just to just to not throw people off the general theme here yeah. of the podcast. Oh, we can find a way to tie that together. I'm sure. All right. Well, you know, so I'm thinking about stories. I'm going. Oh man, what kind of stories? Uh, can I, 
can I talk about? My dad had so many stories about little Volkswagen Beetles and Volkswagen buses when he uh, and my mom moved here from Germany, and my dad was uh, was uh, in the parts department at a Volkswagen dealership, and they would give him a company car, and they would take these Beetles, and like you could just load them up with. My dad would go and get firewood with the thing and <laughs> have no shocks on it when it when when it was done. And I was one thing that. You know, people always talk about, oh, that new car smell. They love that new car smell. Um, I actually don't care for the new car smell. And I'm not just saying that because I sell pre-owned cars, but I really am not a, a huge fan of the new car smell. You go in, you get into an old, like, 62, 63 Volkswagen Beetle or something like that, and you get that nice aroma of the vinyl seats and the gasoline that's coming through the vents because the heat in those cars, Aaron, was through heat exchangers so <clears throat> the heat that was generated was actually the heat from the engine and it blew through the vents okay yeah we had a 63 volkswagen i remember the smell i love that smell i mean i love 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 that smell and it stayed on your clothes all day and it was it's just called great. exhaust mark yeah it was <laughs> like fumes. carbon monoxide <laughs> by janelle or whatever <laughs> you were dosing yourself and you didn't know it that's why I'll you like you it what, so much maybe that's why i loved it so much i was yeah, high as a kite yeah, probably <laughs> <laughs> but i but i loved it it was that that, that was uh you know uh, a bygone era right if, oh man they don't say. do that anymore right so, um, oh, okay. Here's a good one. I'll, I'll kick the stories off. All right. Here's a good one. So my son, uh, so I, my daughter wasn't born yet. My son was, uh, two, two years old, two and a half years old. And we decide that we're going to, uh, Lisa and I decide we're going to take a trip down to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, where they had a Thomas the Train, um, thing, you know, my son was big into Thomas the Train. So we're driving and we stop uh, in Bath, New York. There is a truck stop right off of 390. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm pumping the gas. And they didn't have a thing where you could, well, they probably did have a thing where you could pay outside. But Lisa said, oh, I'm going to go in with Hunter. We're going to, you know, get some candy or do whatever, use, use the restroom, whatever. And, and uh, so they went in. I pumped the gas. I saw her when she came out. She was putting her wallet back in her purse. I had made the assumption that she had paid for the gas. So I got in the car. She got in the car. We said nothing to each other. We drove off. It was all good. Everything was great. Sun was shining. It was a beautiful day. We get down to Corning. That's about a almost a 40-minute drive yeah. from Bath. Down 390 there. Yeah. Yep. And uh, cop pulls me over. Oh, no. I'm going, I don't, I don't understand why I'm getting pulled over. I'm not speeding. One of the rare times I probably wasn't speeding. <laughs> um, the, kind of the cop comes to the window and uh, asks for my license and the registration and everything. He says, you know why, why I stopped you? I said, you know, I, I honestly have no idea. And she said, well, you uh, went and got gas back in Bath, and you didn't pay for it. And there is an APB <laughs> out on your car through the whole southern oh, tier. No. Every police officer <laughs> within, you know, three counties is has you on their radar looking for you. I'm like, you're kidding me, right? I'm like, <laughs> so I'm trying to, you know, now all of a sudden, e even though it was a complete mistake, you 
everything you say makes you sound guilty. Like like you're trying you to felt hide guilty. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you didn't know? do anything. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> but, think, it, but but it almost seems like I'm trying to cover up for something. Like oh no, I would never do that. Look, <laughs> I'm here with my wife and my kid. I mean, come on, you know, mild mannered guy here. Um, well, she's you know she saw my family and she she saw that I had nothing on my record and everything. So she goes, you know what? It happens. It's a mistake. I said, yeah, it totally was. I thought my wife paid for it inside. She goes, well. What was your wife doing? Why did she come back out and not pay? Well, I was just a mis. She thought I was paying for the gas. She was just going oh. in to use the restroom with my son. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so this is where it gets uh, weird. So um, I, I said, so now what do I do? She goes, well, you have to go back and pay. I'm like, we're on our way down to Harrisburg. It's 40 miles back north, and then another 40 back just to get to where we are right now. So that's, you know, do the math. That's 80 minutes. So that's an hour and a half almost. Yeah. Very good, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. I had to think about that for a minute. The wheels, well, I, hope I I'm right. see I hope turning. I'm right. <laughs> you guys Smoke. couldn't see it, but I could. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm like, oh, that stinks. Well, she comes back. Uh, so I, I said, listen, do me a favor. Is there a possibility that we could call the, the truck stop and I could pay for it over the phone? Give him a credit card over the phone and pay for it. And the police officer said, oh, that's a that's a great idea. I don't see why that wouldn't be a that that wouldn't work. So she goes back to the squad car. She calls them. She's talking for a few minutes. She comes back. out. She goes, yeah, no, they want you back there. And um, now I'm starting to get now this paranoid part of me uh, hits because I'm thinking that there's going to be this line full of truckers that frequent the place (laughs) and that are friends with the owners. They're going to be out there waiting for me like, you know, with the blackjack. (laughs) Do you know what a blackjack is, Aaron? No. No. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's a thing. That didn't sound right. It's a thing. Yeah. It's It's like a billy club. It's like a billy club, but it's hard rubber that. They used to use back in the day yeah. oh. to beat. People so that's up. Uh, that's all I'm thinking. I'm thinking that I'm going I'm going back to Bath, New York, to get beat up <laughs> by, by a bunch of truck drivers because I didn't pay for gas as I'm driving down to Harrisburg to see Thomas the Tank with my son and wife. And uh, so we had to drive back. We had to pay. Fortunately, there were no truck drivers there ready to you know. What were they worried hang. because they thought you skipped out the first time that you were going to give them the wrong well, number? Well, I like, mean, you know what? It comes up as approved the, or not. Right, exactly. There was a, there was a forty what? minute drive back to Bath, and my wife and I conversing the whole time as to why in the world they're making me come back, and we just sort of. I think the bigger question would have been, why the heck didn't you pay while you were in there? That's yeah. what that that would have been. Well, that, it was embarrassing. That's what I would have said. And it was embarrassing. And it was also when we pulled in there, there were two cops waiting there to make sure we pulled in oh, there. And gosh. it was like, it just was. How much it, gas did you pump, Mark? It was a it was a full tank. Oh, and it was it was ninety three octane. Oh, it was the no. gold. It was the gold <laughs> stuff. Oh, that's why. That's why they sent the troopers after you. I know. <laughs> so anyway, there's that story for you. So mine, mine really isn't so much of a story as is what I'm I'm terrible in driving when I'm not physically driving the car if I'm in the passenger seat I'm such a backseat driver it's not even funny and I mean my husband gets mad at me so many times for it because I'm always like oh you have to turn right here or slow down slow down do you use passenger brakes I do I do all the time (laughs) and I'm like why is my foot cramping up (laughs) it's because I'm stepping on the imaginary brake but um but I am so bad and I didn't realize it until like 
the last like year or so it's I don't know why I, I just when I get in the car and I'm not driving I just don't have that control and I just I'm such a backseat driver to anything he you know he so says. do you like yell like Watch out or something. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know how scary that is for oh, us I drivers? Know. I know okay, it is. it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, Lisa does that to me. But I feel like I never used I to do that. I don't do it way. to her. No, I get really mad because it, it really scares me. And then it I'm does. like, then I'm jumping the brakes for no reason. Th- and then I'm thinking, I'm going to get back ended. Yeah. yeah. Or she's going to put a you know, hole through my floor because she's hitting it so hard. With- <laughs> <laughs> when, my, when my dad used to drive with me, he would, you know, I think as you get older, right, the more concerned you get and you're you have a little less tolerance for close calls true yeah. and if i would you know say stop a little too hard or, or there was someone too close in front of me uh, my father would always say oops oops <laughs> and it just became this kind of running joke with him and i he would always uh, oh that's not bad at oops all <laughs> no it was actually fun after yeah. a while i was like oh where's the oops you know <laughs> um, no like my wife would like teaching the boys how to drive Needless to say, I ended up doing that. Mm-hmm. She would literally grab the wheel from him while she was teaching him. Oh, my gosh. So you be careful because you might be headed towards that road. Oh, I, see, I don't think I'm going to get that bad, but I, I certainly hope. I, I <laughs> think you got to be vigilant of that, Yes, Aaron. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I, I have a funny story in my first car accident, I guess. So I was, I was in college, and I was at Oswego, and it was a really, really snowy blizzardy day and one of my friends I mean she lived on the other side of campus so she was like well I don't want to walk to to class why don't you just drive and come pick me up and I mean it was like you know a 10 minute walk to class on the other side of campus so um so I decided to drive in this storm I couldn't see anything in front of me and the way that our parking lot was set up at the time was that the parking lot kind of ended there was a road and then there was a big cliff and then it kind of went into Lake Ontario. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so here I, I, I couldn't see anything. And I was like, oh, this is this is really dumb. But you know what? I'm just going to go ahead anyways. So, so needless to say, I went to go pull out and I started skidding. So thankfully, I hit this small little snowbank on <laughs> on the other side of the road. Because if not, I would have gone over into the cliff into Lake Ontario. So that was good, kind of my. It's good that you can laugh about it, and that is oh, now know. a quote unquote funny story, it is, it is a f- and not a tragic story. Well, it's it's funny. Like my mom was was so mad at me, and she was just like, "Why? Why would you even drive and decide to do that?" And I was like, "You know, I'm like 19 years old. I'm like, I I don't want to walk in the snow. That was my excuse, you know." So. <laughs> well, you know, when you talk about that, it makes me think about my car accident story, which was first year in college. Going to MCC, just bought a brand new AMC Spirit with mm. black, black interior. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, I was like, what was I thinking? But it was brand new. Uh-huh. It was one day old. Oh, no. And the roads were horrible. They were just horrible. And all these cars in front of me on 390 just kept bailing out into into the ditch and down in the gully. And the one really turned. And I was like, man, I, I feel bad. Like, I'm going to pull over and help. That was a bad thing to do. Oh. <laughs> because as I opened up my door, turned on the flash, and I opened up my door to get out, I could hear the horns blowing behind me, and it was an 18-wheeler coming sideways. Oh, my God. Oh. It literally took my car and sent it 
150 yards down in Oof. into pieces and i ended up rolling down the hill and i'm watching my car like go completely totaled my brand oh my new gosh. car oh. one day one day old yeah note to self be careful when you stop to help somebody yeah. anybody's out there i wouldn't do it yeah <laughs> let the professionals <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. But, and i didn't get hurt but literally, I lost all my homework. So imagine when I go, when I finally do get to school, like the next day, and they say, well, where's your report? Well, the dog didn't eat it. But, well, the car accident, it kind of blew up my car over on 390. Yeah, I would I, I would definitely agree with you. I mean, obviously, if there is a, if, if it's a safe, if it's a safe controlled area and you're going to help someone, great. If it's a busy highway, your really best bet is to call, you know, call for them because they may, you assume they have a phone, maybe they don't. Maybe yeah, it's dead like mine is sometimes. Me in college, and that was long before cell phones, Mark. Yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I would have probably used that. But, yeah, it was. Uh, I thought, hey, I'm really helping out. Yeah, you mean no. you didn't have yeah. the suitcase with the spiral-corded hand uh, handset? It was about four years later. Oh, yeah. No. I remember I had, when I that came out. Yeah, I remember. Then, then we had the big brown brick. Oh, that's I a, had one of those. Had the, well, actually, it well, was my bricks. dad's, but I got to borrow it once in a while. I actually sold cellular phones so I could have a free deal. Oh, and it was great because they kept getting smaller. Mm-hmm. Like now, you think about like the smaller one was still like twelve pounds. I don't yeah. know. I remember the I remember the the, the tan, gray, that the tan, tan that brick, tan gray brick. Yep. And then then there was the, the kind of gray bigger flip phones like the Motorola's and stuff like that that we had. Um, pagers too, Aaron. There was, I remember. There was the time I remember of pagers. pagers yeah. By the way, you know, talking about cell phones, uh, I, I remember when. Uh, I don't I don't know what company it was. Was it Motorola? They came out with this phone was called like the Razor or something like that. Yep. And it was really cool when it came out. It was, like, it was really thin and um I wanted to get one for Lisa for Christmas. And so I go to uh you know one of the I'm not going to name the name of the company, but I go to one of the the t- cell phone providers and I I buy this thing for her for Christmas and I said, "Please do me a favor. Do not you know, don't call our house, don't call the phone, uh, or, or anything like that. You know, it's her, she already had a cell number with a different phone. So please don't call. It's a Christmas present. And the person there assured us, she's like, you know, um, oh, we know, you know, we deal with this a lot. A lot of people buy phones for Christmas. So we definitely don't make any phone calls to, to the people until after Christmas. I'm like, please, thank you. I get home and Lisa goes, you bought me a cell phone for Christmas? I'm like, what? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, they called and welcomed me to the to, to oh the plan and all this. I'm like, oh. Jeez. You so fell for it. I have never bought a phone for her after that. I don't blame you. <laughs> Likewise, and I'm a good husband. I will, I'm going to, I'm a self-proclaimed good husband here, but I bought my wife very expensive flowers one time, and I came home, and instead of her saying how much she liked the flowers, she said, how much did you pay for those? <laughs> And that was it. I said, from now on, you're only getting flowers from Aldi's. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I would never buy her flowers for not paying for that gas back in back. Right. <laughs> That's true. Like, really? So you're saying I should blame it on her because I like well, that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Like, if she's going in, I, I, yeah, I'm with you. Remember that time 10 years ago? <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, in the movie um, Vacation, 
Have you seen Vacation? I have seen okay. Vacation. The the original yeah. Vacation, yeah, yeah. not this new one with no, no. Um, what's his no. name in it. Don't even get me started on the <laughs> Ten Thousand Remakes. Mary Poppins now. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. How do you get better than Dick Van Dyke and Julie Andrews? You can't. You can't. Yeah. Please stop. Well, okay, Jay, you are part of that industry. Yeah. Why can they not come up with new ideas? Why are they always just regurgitating um, all these old ones? I actually think there is a lack of creativity coming from the younger generation mm-hmm. to create. Because everything's right in front of them. It's going and back to the cell phones. Cell phones that we mm-hmm. talked about. They're not creating yeah. in their mind. Last right? night, yeah, no. And I, I, it's just easier. And the studios are all about, you know, quick bucks. And they know it's going to work. And they know they're going to sell certain things. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because there's so many great movies out there. Types of TV shows and stuff. But now we're having to find those typically, at least for me, on the independents like Amazon and, and Netflix. Because yeah. they don't have the studio involvement. But please stop remaking, you know... Listen, I don't want to see Jungle Book eight times exactly. in a different oh, version. Oh, but they're going to do a live-action Dumbo now. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, we were just talking about this last night. I mean, we were watching TV, and I forgot what, what we were we were talking about, but it's like, why why are you going to remake this? And, you know, it's it, there's no creativity. Yeah, no. And you have to none. search and find these unique shows, like like on right. Amazon and Hulu. Well, in the, and, in the movie Vacation, in the original – uh, you know, that family truckster gets like practically blown to pieces when he jumps that uh, ramp when he goes off road mm-hmm. and he gets to the gas station and the, and he asks the guy he says, uh, so how much is it going to cost to fix it? And the guy's kind of slapping his wrench in his hand he goes, how much you got? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'll tell you, I had a story very similar to that. We, uh, and this is going to be a brief, uh, a brief story, like my brief history of navigation. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, actually, there's there's sort of two stories. I'll just mesh them into one. So, <laughs> sorry, I'm a talker. What can I say? No, we didn't know. <laughs> um, we um, we fly into Munich because we're over there seeing family, and we get out of the airport. And this, you couldn't make this up. The coolest sight for a car guy to see when you walk. So the Munich airport's a gorgeous airport, by the way. And if you walk, once you get off the plane and you get your bags, you walk out and you're in this big open air courtyard. And in this courtyard, they have this really awesome beer garden, which you would actually go to the airport just to eat at this beer garden. No doubt. Like, it's not just an airport food place. Is that like my okay. son in Japan telling me the best food he's ever eaten was at 7-Eleven in it Japan? It could be. <laughs> I but, had to say that. I was like... Was, same type of thing. Yeah. Beer garden inside an airport. And it, and it's a great place to eat. And they have a, an Audi dealership right in the airport. In the airport? Right in the airport. Oh they have a showroom. They, they don't have a service department. It's just a showroom and a sales place. But you walk out of this courtyard. And this courtyard's big. And right in front of me. Now, this is 2008. And in 2008 was the first year of the Audi R8, which was Audi's very first sports car like real high-end like lamborghini ferrari type sports car yep okay so i walk out and there's i don't know eight or ten of these things all in different colors lined up right in front of me i mean it's almost like they're there to greet me and my son who's like five six at the time his jaw drops because he has loved well, he was eight right it was 2008 he was eight years old his jaw dropped he loves the Audi R8. Okay. Okay. So 
I have to go into the Audi dealer and ask, what's the deal with these 10 Audi R8s? Because there's all these people walking around them, too. And the guy says to me, and he's saying it in German, but he says, oh, this is the Audi driver experience. And you can pay. He showed me this brochure. You can pay X amount of euros uh, to come. You fly into Munich. You get out of the airport. Your R8's waiting there. You, you get in your R8. There's a truck that takes your luggage because an R8 does not fit your luggage. Mm-hmm. It barely fits two people. And you convoy with 10 other couples that are or, or people that have also done the same thing. And you take your convoy of R8s and a chaser truck that's got all your luggage in it. And they take you into the Alps, and then you spend first night at this chalet, and then you go into Austria, and then you spend another night, and you go into Switzerland. So you're on this, like, five- or six-day road trip with an R8 that they're letting you borrow. And it's, you know, it wasn't actually that expensive. It was, like, maybe, I don't know, five or 6,000 euros, which, I mean, relatively speaking, for something like that, I didn't think that was bad. Yeah. Um, how cool is that? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds really fun. <laughs> Actually, I'm here thinking, that doesn't sound like fun at all. I'm thinking, I don't want to follow a bunch of other people. and have my In own. on R8? Well, following well, people is a different yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, then. I think being in the car is great. It just reminds me of going to Mexico and being on a quad and, you know, having 12 of them in front of you and you're, you know, looking for clean yeah, water in Mexico. But, but you're but. talking about the Autobahn and the mountains, and it's like a video game when you're driving on the Autobahn and the mountains and you've got the scenery blowing by you and you're on these roads that are perfectly paved. So, anyways, my son is like, oh, dad, we have totally got to do this, right? Mm-hmm. We, we have got to do this. And I'm, I said to Hunter, I said, Hunter, you see how many seats are in there? There's two. You ain't coming. <laughs> <laughs> you're staying. You're going to have to sit this one out. <laughs> and, uh, and so, anyway, so that trip, uh, it was painful because after leaving those R8s and we went to Sixth, which is like kind of like the enterprise of Europe, um, we went to the rental place and got into our Mercedes Sprinter van, which is what we were renting. Mm. Okay. So the, about the furthest thing from an Audi R8 is a Mercedes <laughs> right. Sprinter van in Germany. So that's what we were driving on the Autobahn while we were there. So um, we're driving through the hills of Austria and... Uh, there, the, it, so we're not on the highway. We're on these kind of back roads, and and it's very hilly in Austria. It's the mountains, and we're coming up over this crest. And I'm doing I don't know ten miles maybe or ten kilometers, fifteen kilometers over the speed limit. And there's two Polizei standing there. They're they're green and white Polizei cars. They're probably BMWs. They're sitting there. I thought they didn't have any speed limits over there. Oh, they do. They have speed limit. They have extremely strict speed limits in Germany. It's just on certain parts of the autobahn, it's what they call Freifahrt, which means it's free free driving. So you have sections of the autobahn where there's no speed limit. Okay. But if you're around cities or anywhere where there's a lot of exits, there's speed limits, and they are super strict about ah, good to know speed limits. Super duper strict. So on these side roads, there's always speed limits, and they're usually considerably slower than this than the speed limits we have here. Well, so I'm doing 15 kilometers over the speed limit. I come up over this crest. These po- police officers stop me. Boom. 
rolls down your window. And these guys, you don't mess around with with the German, uh, sure. Austrian <laughs> police. They're, they're wearing these leather coats. I mean, it's it's intimidating. These guys are straight faced. They don't they don't crack a smile. They're they're intimidating. He says, you know, license register. You know, I give them all the stuff out of the thing from the rental thing. They look it over. He, he comes back and says, "Hey, you're still wanted from the back. <laughs> hey, Guess we have an APB out. Of- <laughs> Were you on 390 in uh, like, New York? It's all in my head. I'm imaging this. Like this guy could come back. <laughs> that that would have been funny. <laughs> um. So anyway, he says, "I'm speeding." I said, "Okay, what do I do? How do I take care of it?" He says, "Well, you can pay me right here." Like what? Oh, that doesn't sound right. No. <laughs> no, and I instantly thought about that movie, right? And the next thing I was waiting for him to say, for me to say, was, "So how much is it?" And him to say in a German accent, "How much you got?" <laughs> you know, or something like that. And uh, you know, I think I had to like, I think I had to like pay like fifty, sixty euros, like just shell it out and hand it to him. Wow. I'm not even sure, honestly, if I got a receipt. I don't know. I just. I paid it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you didn't. I, I paid yeah, it. Probably not. And uh, <laughs> and was hoping I wasn't gonna wet myself and uh, and you know <laughs> and and off we went to the hotel. But I mean that was so weird, right? And I don't know. I still to this day don't know if that is protocol over there. If that's a normal thing, um, or if I just got. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say no, Mark. I, I would say no too. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> I could just picture these guys in my head right now too. I, I think I would have started the uh, camera phone recording. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Just in case. <laughs> well, two, it was 2008. Uh, it wasn't a very good camera <laughs> back then. <laughs> That's true. Those old pixelated uh, <laughs> things you could hardly oh. make them out. Well, on that same trip, um, no, sorry, not on that same trip. Ten years prior, on uh, well, that's not even close, Mark. <laughs> on that same trip, and then, oh wait a second, that's uh, forty years, forty years beforehand. Ten years, ten years prior, uh, my wife and I went over there for our honeymoon, and we were driving a '98 Audi A6 stick shift, super cool car. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like just to be able to rent that thing. It was the first year of the of the new body style A6, and it was a stick. And they didn't have the stick in that car over here. Oh. So I was, like, over the moon to drive this thing. So we're getting on the Autobahn, and we're driving to the mountains because that's where we were staying. And I asked Lisa to – so we had a camcorder, this big, huge, you know, with the VHS tape in it. Not the beta, the VHS tape. <laughs> oh, yeah. I said, Lisa – you got to videotape how fast I'm going, right? You know, I'm going to really. So she gets the video camera out. She's got it zoomed right in on the speedometer, and I'm putting the pedal to the metal, and we're on this awesome stretch of road, and she's videotaping it, and here I'm doing, you know, I mean, in kilometers, I'm doing like 220, 230. I'm going fast. I mean, that's, I'm doing like 110, 120, something yeah. like that. It's pretty fast. Yeah. I was white knuckling. I was sweating. Uh, my hands were sweaty, everything. And I was only doing it for a, sh- a short burst so the video camera could take it. And then I could tell everybody I did it for an hour straight. But um, <laughs> as I'm driving that fast, two guys on BMW motorcycles blow by me like I was standing still. And that just totally s- took the wind right out of myself. <laughs> Dropped down to... <laughs> 60. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. And even that speed that I was doing, I could only do 
like a minute maybe and then i had i was it's just too nervous. Scared, yeah. I don't know. I'm just one of those that just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. No. You know, I always think about that. You, you know? kinda, Yeah, but you kind of have, like when you're over there, when no, you're on the autobahn. No, I don't think you have to. You don't. You, I, mean, you, I mean, they'll you call you slow. Keep up, you have right, to, you have to yeah. keep up with the flow. And there is a truck lane, and you could be that guy that I drives would be in that I lane. I would be too. Lane. I would be so scared. I don't know if I could, if I could drive over I think there. the weirdest part of it really is not because, you know, you find yourself accidentally, at least I do, I find myself accidentally doing 90. And I've driven behind Erin, and I know she's she it's does it, too. Such a foot, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> see, well, I went the other way. Actually, uh, no. Another Go to another podcast disclaimer. We do not speed. No. This is all just for I was just like, are you, like, are this you is, like incriminating yourself? Like yeah. saying, this is all just, <laughs> I'm illegal. This is all just for entertainment <laughs> value. As soon we as we're are done. always doing the speed limit. The policia will be outside. <laughs> Or maybe um, I'll just do it, Mark. <laughs> I won't tell anybody for seventy bucks <laughs> cash. Well, I think the weirdest thing is you're always thinking that oh, there might be a police officer up ahead, and getting it through your head that you don't have to worry about that mm-hmm. over there is weird. That's the weird thing because you're so ingrained over here to not speed because you know oh there could be yeah. a cop under that bridge or. <laughs> so a funny story that I just came to me. In, in complete opposite to what Mark is talking about. So a few years ago, quite a few years ago, I go to Ireland with a group of guys, and we're golfing and vacationing, and we're driving all around. And we had a guy that drove us around, you know, because we didn't know where the heck we were going. We're yeah. all just every day he'd just take us to the golf course. And so the one day we're coming back from playing golf, which, by the way, I was horrible on a Lynx course. Um, and there's this guy with a donkey on the side of the road. You know, like, well, what the hell is that? And he goes, oh, he's got the good stuff to drink. I go, what do you mean? He's got bottles of clear, you know, Coca-Cola. No, no, that's the good stuff. It's moonshine. So we decide to stop and pick up some of the moonshine. Because what difference did it make? We're not driving, right? Well, the driver starts drinking the moonshine. No. Yeah. 15 minutes later, he can't go. He can't drive. Okay? I'm the only one that only took, like, one sip. All the rest of them are just blitzed out of their minds <laughs> nice so here i am driving if you ever driven in ireland there's only one lane okay there's no two lanes you have to like pull over for it's, it's right-handed it, drive there right? yeah. yeah so here i am a little bit of moonshine right-handed drive goats and sheep running out in front of me cars coming straight at me pulling over like literally next to trees yeah i shouldn't have done that but it's terrifying it was very terrifying and we just, I finally just pulled over and had to wait because I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. In the roundabouts, but different. There were, they don't know what an Audubon is in Ireland. That's it. It's yeah. a dirt path. I swear that the one road with a little bit of moonshine kicked in. Well, Aaron, you're gonna be heading to Italy soon, right? Yes. So I'm sure you're gonna have a car story. Oh, I it. probably will. Yeah. Because Italy is like, I think, stolen car capital of the. I, I yeah, think that's a lot what of, people have been I telling me. A lot me. of it's, car rental places won't even. Listen, I don't want to. In Rome, yeah, people be careful have been in saying Rome. that you can't rent a car in Rome, so we've got to plan our trip around how to get get into somewhere and rent a car and, and go throughout. So, or just rent a car that no one would want to steal. You know, when I was looking up rental cars, I think the first couple ones that came up was one was a Porsche, one was a Volvo, and I'm like, oh, aren't there any? Like, where, where are the Fiat? Where's the in between? <laughs> Where's the in between? Yeah. There isn't Where's any. the Opal? <laughs> so, 
You got some news for us? I do. So a couple of interesting stories. Um, so Chevrolet is launching a Call Me Out app to discourage distracted driving. Chevrolet is launching this smartphone app that takes aim at distracted driving, us driving with our phones. It encourages drivers to leave the phone alone while operating the vehicle. The Call Me Out app encourages users to list, enlist friends and family members to record messages, which are then used to remind them to keep their hands off their devices and on the wheel. The app uses the phone's accelerom accelerometer and GPS to detect when the phone is being physically picked up whenever speeds increase above 5 miles per hour. Distracted driving claimed the lives of 3,400 people in 2016, according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. The Call Me Out app was the winning idea from a Chevy-sponsored hackathon with students at Wayne State University in Detroit. It's currently available for free from the Google Play Store for Android users. <clears throat> Mark, you'll have to edit that out. Sorry. That's okay. It's all free form here. There it is. <laughs> So I, Nothing I scripted, that, <laughs> including the clearing of our throat. I know <laughs> that there's a there's a couple of different apps. I mean, this one kind of is interesting because it lets people record messages. So it, you know, I mean, it's. But aren't it's people trying to get away from those people when they're driving, so they don't really want to hear them anymore? <laughs> they're like, "Stop it, mom!" <laughs> yeah, like I just left the house, right? I got to hear you again. I do. I do like the that sort of do not disturb feature on my phone. When when I'm in a car, it knows that I'm going over certain yeah. miles an hour and i don't oh you any. use that yeah. i do yeah yeah i just take my i don't even pay attention to it not it can stay on it can buzz but whatever you're driving and you see so many people that are just oh listen I, swerving in and out and and typically it's not they're not hands-free they're still mm -hmm. they're still holding it up with their hand and i'm like come on really uh, i mean they definitely equate you using your cell phone while you're driving to 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 being under the influence of alcohol i mean it's True. You're you're just as distracted. Yeah. You could almost tell when you're behind that person, and it's you know two o'clock in the afternoon. You're yep. thinking, well, they're probably not drunk, but oh yeah, oh look. yeah, oh yeah, having yeah. a wild call. Yeah, stop. Right. <laughs> and see, I don't know, like when we talk about the the cars and the different features they have, to where you can link your phone to the car and then have some of the capability in your car. I mean, I think it's a, it's, it's a little a bit of progress, but it's also worse mm -hmm. because. You're still distracted. You're just now looking at something yeah, else. Well, well now they're you know putting your text up on your screen. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, but they'll read it. Uh, they will. You know, like Surrey will read. I mean, in an Apple, Surrey will read what someone. Mm -hmm. By the way, I still always have a trouble if it's Surrey or Shuri or Siri. 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 I always get it confused with Tom Cruise's daughter. What's her name? Shuri. Uh, Surrey. Something Suri. like that. Yeah, I don't get confused See? about that. <laughs> I, I would like to rename Alexa and Surrey, please. Oh, we'll have that conversation. Yeah. I mean, whatever happened to just like one being called you know, Jennifer and the other I one am. being called like Melissa or something? I don't know. Well, it goes back to my point about lack of creativity. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, high-tech headlights that dim themselves could be coming to the U.S., the U.S. auto safety regulators are pushing to allow a new generation of brighter self-dimming headlights that won't blind other drivers ahead of you. The article in autonews.com states that the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is proposing to permit adaptive driving beam headlights on new cars. The advanced lights operate as high beam headlights at, at all times while automatically dimming specific portions of the beam to cast less light on oncoming vehicles, which are detected by sensors. 
The technology has the potential to re reduce the risk of crashes by increasing visibility without increasing glare. The technology is currently available right now in other markets, including Europe. Don't like it. You know, you know my take on all this. When is enough enough? Like that's... I tell you what, I don't like it. I mean, you know how Can... much it costs to replace a headlight now? <laughs> I, yes, I do. And, <laughs> you do, don't yes, you? Yes, I do. And yeah, now we got to add eight more things to it. Exactly. Now, it, you know, I, I mean, oh, might have to be four thousand dollars for that light. <laughs> oh. Really? No, uh, I'll and I'm take flashlights to it. That, That's about it. It sounds like a joke, but it's but it's not far from the from the truth. Mm -hmm. Some headlights are three grand. We've yeah. lost our minds. Oh, we have. We have. <laughs> Look, I mean, it really wasn't ten years ago that we were still putting halogen bulbs in our car. I and could it was, fix it myself. And it was five dollars yep. at the parts store, and they were all pretty much. If you like, could reach your hand in there and get it, there you'd you be go. Good, you know, maybe and a couple now, screws. Then they went to high intensity liquid discharge headlights, HIDs, and those have leveling motors in them. So uh, I think my one car has that. It, it, yeah, it's all. That's too much. Too much, I say. Too much. Okay, I'm so talking you. about too much. too much. So researchers at BMW have devised a self-riding motorcycle that can start from a stop, negotiate curves and corners, and come to a halt, all without a human operator. According to an article in Popular Mechanics, BMW Motorrad, the company's two-wheel division developed the connected ride self-driving self motorcycle as a testbed for advanced motorcycle safety equipment. The goal is to develop advanced safety systems that will help motorcyclists stay in controlling in control during emergency braking or when coming to intersections similar to that of lane keeping, autonomous braking, and front impact avoidance programs that are currently on many automobiles today. BMW doesn't want to make humans irrelevant in motorcycling, but make motorcycles safer and easier to use. What the heck does that look like? Hey, look. So there, there, there's, there's a video the, you can actually see of a motorcycle. Just going by itself. Nobody on it. Just going by itself. So and, is it I'm, delivering some? Is it got some purpose? No. It's then just it's not useful. As, you're, as you are reading that article, I'm sitting here thinking either I have one of two choices. I'm either going to become a hermit and never leave my house. Yeah. Or I'm going to see if I can get on one of SpaceX's first ships and get up to a different planet where none of this stuff is there so, yet. So, but... but does it have training wheels? Because I kind of think that that's probably the most important part. Like, you know, oh, what if a wind comes along, knocks you? I mean, exactly. Yeah. Like, so then it's not even a motorcycle. Then it's a tricycle, right? So, I, so what do they they do with these? Vehicles? I think they have too much so, time on their hands over in exactly. Germany. <laughs> I, I do. I, I think there's just way too much going on. I think that there is this huge push in technology right now. Like, so you know, it goes in waves, right? It, it and I still find it funny that it hasn't really caught on in the in the um you know airways with with planes planes are almost no different than they were in the 1960s they don't get you mm -hmm. anywhere any quicker than they did in the 1960s mm -hmm. and in fact the, the argument can be made that it's even a bigger pain now to fly than it was in the 1960s oh, and there's less room and you gotta pay for bags oh and yep. it's certainly much much less luxurious and it's definitely not any cheaper so we are making all these tremendous advancements in in almost every aspect of our life from from computers to phones to driving but but planes they're not touching no. it. I just think that there's so many other things we could be really spending our time on that could really make a huge difference. 
then really I want to see a, a motorcycle driving by itself. I don't like I, I the the autonomous uh, cars, autonomous vehicles. I'm not a real big fan of, and I, I'm sure most people aren't at this point because it's still so very new. Mm-hmm. But we've talked about that. Yeah, that's just. But you know, this is the thing, and it's the same thing with the phone. We all can't live without it anymore. But when my kids look at. Uh, movies and videos of what kids did in the 70s and 80s they they are even nostalgic for it they even want like boy how cool would that have been to grow up in that time they're even now appreciating of how nice it would have been to not have all this technology there's a big push to go that retro and there's a big movement out there that that really is, you know, everybody think it's just politics that everybody's on both sides. But there's a whole whole thing of people that are trying to get out of the technology yeah. and saying, hey, well, we got there. There has to be uh, there. There has to be regulation for two reasons. One is obviously to make the things that come out safe. Right. I mean, that that yeah. first and foremost, but also to make sure things come out in the right timing, because if. You get too much new technology all at once. Like it has to be really well thought out and going. Because once this thing, wh- whether it's an uh, uh, an automated motorcycle or or any, once that hits the market, then it's off and running, and it's going to be that way forevermore. Mm-hmm. And you almost can't come back from it. So before we launch some of these things, we have to really think about what is it going to do to us as a society. And. I'm looking at, like, I found this article, but, I mean, there there are tons of other articles out there and just talking about all of this, you know, autonomous driving. And I just, I can't, I can't believe it. I, you know, I can't fathom seeing it or, or doing it or, you know. I just think that, you know, I'll throw the, uh, and I'm sure we'll get some emails on this, but in the last, I'm going to say probably 20 to 30 years, the level of how we've grown, you know, the the rapid technological advances we've made we didn't make in 200 years before so what has changed in the past 30 years and if you watch you know tv shows like ancient aliens they'll tell you that it's some type of you know like the microchip was but you got to look at it it's unbelievable the compressed amount of technology that we're that we're at in 30 years and i just think even going you know i can't even imagine what we're going to have in 10 years Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, like, so, like, the microchip is one invention that spawned uh, uh, a million inventions. Yeah. Right? So, without it, you would have a lot of, a lot less of these things. Um, and so is the case with, with all kinds of things. So, as soon as they figure out autonomous driving perfectly, that's going to be the key to a whole nother set of technology. And soon, here we are just going to be like the Jetsons, where you're going to go from your desk right and your chair is going to wheel you out to your car it's going to lift you into your car and your car is going to drive you home and then there's going to be some other chair that you sit so you don't in have to walk or you, you do won't anything. have to do anything i mean what half the fun of life is yeah. getting in a car and driving it and and and, and doing things manually well and, i can't imagine what we as a species are going to look like in 150 years then oh gosh yeah we're going to be complete we won't need legs no Right, our legs will shorten, got, and, and uh, maybe we won't even have to work. I don't know. By the way, uh, there's a there's a, you know, I, I reference shows a lot, but there's a show on uh, Amazon called Mankind, and it talks about from the beginning of man 
I won't go into my brief history of it like I did with Nav and with my. We're watching that now, so don't. What a what a what a great no! I mean, it's it's a documentary. It it is, yeah. What a great uh, eye opener as to how things over time, how things have come about. Super cool stuff, Um, and it really speaks to just that. How you know one thing creates a whole nother thing, and then this thing. You don't realize how small of like the first woman who actually it goes back to a woman who invented farming. That's in the first episode, by yeah. the way. Did you see that? So, well, OK, so we put it on at night when I'm going to bed. So, so I'm like in and out hearing minutes. it. And- <laughs> it's going to take her 10 weeks to watch one. Episode. It is. Right. Oh, it is. Well, the, the, so the only spoiler I'll give you in real history is that the. It, a woman discovered that it, she took like these uh, the old seeds, threw them down on the ground, saw them grow mm-hmm. up. She created the first farm. From that, From that point on, c- civilization just you know Changed. grew and grew and grew yeah. and grew super fast from that point. You know, and as a shameless plug, because we talked about all this technology, as you guys out there can hear, we got all new mics. Yeah, these in mics gear. Are- killer they are absolutely amazing usb like you know even three four years ago they didn't have this tech Uh, i'd like to send a shout out to jordan over at guitar center yep in rochester in rochester if you need anything go talk to jordan he's there most of the time he really hooked us up these things are amazing oh yeah we went to jordan we said hey we were doing podcasts we did the first one and it was just so super awesome and everybody's got to listen to it and so for because of that we got to get these microphones and he researched what the best ones would be and that's what we are talking on today. A shameless and, plug. I had to throw it and out. And I'll tell you what, for anybody out there who's singing about podcasting, doesn't break the bank either. You can get these things and you can be podcasting in no time and talking about all this senseless stuff like we are. <laughs> and uh, I hope I hope hoping that someone's getting something out of it. I know I am. I'm enjoying it. And um so we are pretty much uh at the end of episode three. Um, we have a couple episodes coming up that we have in the hopper, and one is we're going to be talking to uh, one of the um, weathermen here in uh, Rochester, Kevin Williams. He's been in the Rochester area as a weatherman uh, for many, many years. Um, I don't oh, know, yeah. probably 30, 40 years, something like that. But Yep, I worked with him um, uh, over 30 years ago. Yep. Wow. Owner of WeatherTrack and... Uh, and he'll be coming on our show. We're going to have a tire expert on our show, talk about snow tires and talk about things that we should be thinking about uh, as we approach the winter season. It is upon us because as we record this today, we're about 35 degrees cooler than it was yesterday. Yes. And that's all right. Hey, you know, hoodie time. So, <laughs> yep. So anyway, uh, I'm Mark Fierbacher uh, of Universal Imports and this Grease and Glamour podcast, and I'm here with Aaron Kane and Jay Lawrence, and we enjoy always being here with you. Uh, please visit us at greaseandglamourpodcast.com. That is our website. Um, it is on and off of being under construction, so it's hit or miss as whether you'll actually get on it just yet, but... Uh, no, no need to worry. You can reach us uh, on the podcast app on iTunes, uh, in your um, Apple phone. Um, you can also 100% uh, email us at greaseandglamourpodcast at gmail.com. And that's where Jay Lawrence will take any of your emails, any of your suggestions. Questions, hope, any of that. Yeah. Hopefully positive feedback. Yeah, yep. it's negative. We'll, we'll address take it, it too. We'll, deal, deal we'll take it, it all. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, and you can reach me, Mark, at universalimports.com. You can reach me, Aaron, at ekane at universalimports.com. If you have any car questions, and certainly we invite you to visit universalimports.com for all of your import car needs from sales, service, body shop. If you have any questions, we would be happy to just help you out with a question you might have uh, on your import car. And uh, until next time, until next week when we do this again, uh, have a great weekend.